25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. A little football, eh? Let's do it. Here we go. Just getting started on um, what the second day of the week. Got here quick. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau, you know how you you know what stage of life you're in? Well, you know, like there's different phases of life. You know when you enter that, you're squarely in that middle-aged dad phase of your life? You know what the indicators are? It's not your receding hairline. That's not it. There are lots of young people. Expanding waistline. It's not your waistline. There's lots of bigger young people. It's not that. Nope. All you have to do is look at your purchases. That's all you have to do. What are you spending? You know, this money that you work so hard for, it really is not easy to come by. Therefore, I mean, it's, it carries a lot of value. I mean, there's blood, sweat, and tears in whatever balance you do happen to have in a bank account, however big, however small. What are you spending it on? <laughs> That's how we're going to know what stage of life you're in. And I had an experience this morning, Roger, where I went to a um, hardware store, big box, because there was, at, there was something I absolutely could not do without. And it's my Leatherman tool. Several years ago, my dad gave me one of the really nice you know, um, Leatherman multi-tools. Okay, so it's expensive, therefore it doesn't tear up. It's worth the money because it doesn't tear up. And you keep this thing in your pocket or on your belt. I always kept it in my pocket and just became it's a smaller size one, kind of mid-size actually, but the thing costs like 60, 70 bucks. Okay, it's not going to tear up. It's incredibly useful. And you become dependent on it. And in my line of work, when I'm always like dealing with three cameras and and all this equipment that supports those three cameras, all these different things. I always use this one tool for all kinds of stuff, the pliers, the knife, the scissors, the screwdriver, everything. And it's dependable. It doesn't get loose. It doesn't tear up. You know, it'll be here at Armageddon sort of thing. It'll still be sitting here and doggone. If that one that I had, and my dad gave me a while back sometime over the last week, it must've fallen out of my pocket. And if you've ever, I know a lot of people who've like lost their wedding ring and now you just feel naked without it. Like you're, it's like that, you know, the, the amputee who's scratching that itchy leg that hadn't been there for 20 years. 
Yeah, you know, pain, you, they call it. Yeah. yeah, you just feel naked without the wedding ring. I felt naked without this Leatherman tool in my pocket. Can't take it. Couldn't take you it. Might have to do some leather work sometime. You never know. <laughs> Leatherman. It's just a you know, and I listen. Had the fancy Velcro uh, oh, closure yeah. uh, thing, carrying thing. Remember that, yeah. Roger <laughs> dropped my daughter off at school. Drove straight to Lowe's to buy me a new one. Couldn't stand. Well, that means you'll find the old one. <laughs> and now I'm going to find the old one. The only thing is that I'm I'm starting to worry about. I'm going to have to address this somehow today. I have a sneaky suspicion where I lost it. My daughter this past weekend was in a dance recital. You know, she's seven. She's in one of those little dance tap and ballet recitals like they put on, you know, in every town. And here in my hometown of Tupelo, it was held at the junior high school, you know, Tupelo Middle School. And they have a big theater auditorium. It's like these theater seats, soft, padded, same kind of seats you sit in like go to the movie theater, really. Man, and they Things have changed at school. I know. They're really nice. It's a big thing. And the seats kind of sort of recline just a hair. Like they sort of recline, but not all the way. And I have a feeling that sitting there in that auditorium, that Leatherman tool, knife and all, you know, slipped out of my pocket on the floor. And that must have been where I lost it. So um, you carry that thing with you in your pocket everywhere. Because those aren't small. Well, like I say, it's the midsize. It's not the teeny tiny pocket knife size, but it's not the huge okay. one either that it's kind of the midsize. But, yeah, I mean, it's a big enough pair of pliers. You unfold it. You can do some damage with it. And I keep it in my pocket at all times. Have for, you know, Two years, three years. There's something in my pocket at all times. Keys, chapstick, yeah. and this Leatherman tool. Those are, and and easy. if if one of those easy things on the lip gloss. Uh, yeah, right. Um, did I say lip gloss or did I say no, chapstick? No, I'm just saying. I, I remember uh, who was the guy on the news. He was kind of a national figure, but he had put so much uh, chapstick on it. Look at lip gloss. Huh? A lot of people did. You know what, what that says about says about you though that i like because i always tell kids like look if i ever see you take a knife mm -hmm. and use it as a screwdriver <laughs> i'm gonna have to have a conversation with you about that yeah, right no yeah, this thing you the leatherman too it's got the screwdriver and all that stuff in it and and public service while you get john cohen on the phone i'm just going to give out a public service announcement here and that is don't waste your money on the cheap multi-tool the cheap ones don't even waste your money because it's going to get loose. It's going to tear up. It's really not even going to be usable. But I did. I walked right in there and dropped 70 bucks on a replacement because this thing is so valuable to me. So there I am, squarely in dad life. I'm not out here spending money on toys, on recreation, on trips, clothes, shoes, BS like that. I'm dropping 70 bucks on a, replacing my... Leatherman multi-tool that was in my pocket that I dropped it somewhere because I can't fathom going through life without it. <laughs> That's me. <clears throat> Listen, they are having something at Mississippi State. It is called the uh, the Road Dogs Tour, and it's where all the people that you want to hear from, coaches and administrators and ADs and people like that, are all getting on a bus and going all over the place together stopping in here and there for this event, that event, and you have access to them. They might be coming to a town near you. In fact, in about an hour and a half here on Tuesday, they're going to be in Olive Branch speaking to the people there at Cherokee Valley Golf Club's beautiful golf course. You know right where it is, right on the highway. And then they're going to make their way to Stoneville later to the Extension Center. Tomorrow they're going to be on the coast. Thursday they'll be in New Orleans. 
Then they're going to Texas. I mean, the bus driver is putting in the miles. And on the bus is John Cohen, the athletics director of Mississippi State. And he's on your radio right now. Coach, you on the bus as we speak? No, I'm, I'm actually driving myself because I, I spend so much time on the phone. I don't want to bother everybody around <laughs> me. But, uh, yeah, we're heading up to Olive Branch right now. All right, and so what are these Road Dogs tour stops like, you know, when the fans show up? What's it like? Well, it, it's really a great opportunity for us to honor our, our great fans and alumni, you know, around Mississippi and, quite frankly, around the southeast. Um, and even into Texas and, and things of that nature, we uh, we just feel it, it's, it's absolutely critical to, to go out. You know, when these folks come and see us, and Star Bowl, it's important for us to get out and see them in their communities as well. Is um, who's the more popular speaker, you or Joe Moorhead? No, I think Joe does a phenomenal job, <laughs> and you know all of our coaches do a great job. You know, Vic Schaefer's an excellent speaker, but Joe is so well prepared in everything that he does. Um, he's got a great sense of humor, and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy listening to him. And he's, he's a little bit different every time he goes uh, goes out there, so he keeps it fresh. Yeah. Um, he's also big. We learned talking to him last week. You know, we kind of knew it, but how big of a Pirates baseball fan he is. We were kind of geeking out about Adam Frazier and others. You guys ever talk baseball with each other? Oh my goodness, this guy loves his Pirates now. I mean, he <laughs> he can name every. I mean, he can name the '79 World Series champion team just off the top of his head. I mean, the entire roster. So we've had a little fun with that and. Uh, yeah, I think having now we have two kids, you know, uh, Chris Stratton, you know, local from uh, here in Tupelo, and uh, who's just traded to the Pirates, and of course, um, you know, we we uh, we're big fans of the Pirates uh, as well. Sure, uh, John Cohen on your radio. Um, one more thing on the Pirates, real quick. I, growing up, um, Roberto Clemente was my dad's favorite baseball player. He always talked about him. And I was reading that today, on this day in history, uh, May the 14th, way back when, in the uh, 60s, was during the last year that Sandy Koufax uh, pitched in the major leagues. On this day, Roberto Clemente hit a home run off Sandy Koufax. It was the sixth time in his career he homered off of Koufax. And Clemente was just one of those guys, I think a Pirates guy that, you know, we look back and we have to just kind of wonder what could have been had he not had that tragic accident, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those, that is a tragic thing because certainly he, he was a guy who's a five-tool player and there just really haven't been that many five-tool guys in the history of Major League Baseball. You know, there are guys who can be five-tool guys in college mm. and in high school, but there aren't many that can be a, five, a true five-tool guy in the big leagues, and that's what Clemente was. And, uh, I tell you, there aren't many people who hit balls out of the ballpark against uh, Sandy Koufax. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, John, let's bring it a little closer to home. Um, so on the Road Dogs Tour, you guys are going to be in Olive Branch today and Stoneville later tonight and then moving your way towards the coast tomorrow. But something came out of the conversations yesterday in Starkville and Birmingham about a new – uh, indoor tennis facility that you're building at state. What do we need to know about that? What was the message? It, 
Well, our hope is to start construction of it in July. Um, you know, we've got to get approval from uh, a couple of entities uh, before that happens, but we're very confident we're going to move forward with this. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like our tennis programs have really been outstanding, especially when you consider we're only one of two programs in the Southeastern Conference that did not have an indoor tennis facility. You know, it, it just breaks your heart, Matt. I mean, you know, as a former baseball coach, when, when you – when you have bad weather and you can't get inside for your kids to get better and improve, mm. uh, that's heartbreaking. And I just don't ever want us to have that as an excuse for, you know, these, these you know, incredible athletes in Mississippi State to not have an opportunity to get better every day. What's your philosophy in your job, in your role with what – and this is a moniker, a label that is – is placed on it by all of us, really, you know, fans and others, but how you how you juggle and how you deal with the, quote, revenue sports versus the, quote, non-revenue sports. What's your philosophy on that? Well, I, 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 I'm going to tell you the truth, Matt. I, I feel very privileged. We don't have a ton of sports as compared to, you know, the rest of the Southeastern Conference. Um, and I like it that way. I, I don't want to dilute what we're putting into – the sports that we have, we have 16 sports, mm-hmm. and I feel like our facilities really match up with the rest of our league. I think that, um, I think that we we really try and spread the wealth. Um, I, I would say, you know, I mean, I would say we spend as much on on women's basketball as maybe anybody in the country. I think we're spending uh, a great deal of, of money, obviously, on our on our. Uh, programs that are successful. I, I, I do, you know, it's just two things. It's, it's a little bit of a meritocracy. You want to honor those programs that are doing well, mm-hmm. but you also have to help jumpstart those programs that, that aren't doing as well to try and get them competitive in our league. And, you know, I'm pleased to say, Matt, I, I mean, we're going to have 13 of our 16 teams playing in NCAA postseason, and um, I, I think we've really taken a, a great step forward. John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State, on your radio right now. He's traveling. He's on his way to today's Road Dogs Tour stop. It'll be in Olive Branch at Cherokee Valley Golf Club later tonight in Stoneville. Then they'll be on the coast in New Orleans and Dallas over the next few days. Um, John, so you talk about postseason, baseball squarely in position. How big was that sweep over the weekend? It was big. You know, I, I know a lot's been made in the last four years. We, we were, we've been 14-2 and two in the Jake Mangum era yeah. uh, at, at Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. I, I will say this. I, I want to give a lot of credit to Ole Miss here. You know, they're really good now. I mean, this isn't just, you know, rivalry stuff. If we were 14-2 and two against anybody in our league who was ranked every single time we played them, that would be quite an accomplishment. So, um I, I, you know, you got to give Ole Miss a lot of credit. I mean, their facility is outstanding. Their fans are great. That is one of the toughest atmospheres in college baseball to play in when you're a visiting team. And our kids have had a lot of success there. I don't know why. Um, you know, you want to say it's all preparation, and, you know, and out competing your opponent, but there's a little bit of luck that goes into it as well. Um, but our kids, for whatever reason, especially over the last four years, have played very, very well against an outstanding baseball program at Ole Miss. Yeah. Well, and 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 obviously pitched it well this past weekend too. And I wanted to ask you, 
it's obviously that, you know, our eyes and our, our, our ears, we pay attention to Jake Mangum. He's on first-name basis. When I get texts now to the show about Mangum, they don't say Jake Mangum. They just say Jake, and everybody knows who we're talking about, you know, his first-name basis. But it takes guys like Peyton Plumley and Marshall Gilbert to win series and to win championships, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So proud of Peyton Plumley. I mean, he, he's had some ups and downs in his career at Mississippi State, but he's doing what you you want all those seniors to do, and that is, you know, to keep getting better. That's exactly what he has done. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been a hero this year. He has pitched in some big time moments and gotten a lot of outs for Mississippi State. And uh, yeah, I, hey, I, I want to backtrack a little bit here, Matt, and just say this too. Um, I, I know that there are probably some folks in Oxford right now who, who are not pleased because Ole Miss might not have played his, their best against us this weekend. But I'm going to tell you this. Mike Bianco is a damn good baseball coach. And he has had unprecedented success at a place that, quite frankly, didn't have a ton of success before he got there. Um, this guy can really coach. Um, I, I enjoy competing against Mike as a player and as a coach, but his teams are exceptionally well-prepared, and uh, that that guy does an outstanding job in every phase of being a baseball coach in the best league in America. So, I, you know, there's always the, these issues when you lose against your, your rival, but that, that guy is really good, and that is a really talented baseball team that he has. And, and John, really the measure of a team, I, I've said this a bunch, and I'd love to hear it from you, because of that intimate perspective you have with it as having been a coach and a player now as an AD. You know, yes, teams want to win the conference championship, no doubt. When you're the best conference in the country, sure, you want to win the regular season. Yeah, you want to go to Hoover and win it. But I keep saying, in my eyes, is that the goal? No. The goal is host those teams in your ballpark in the postseason and give yourself the best chance to get into Omaha to play for a national championship. Number one, do you do you see that the same way? And number two, isn't you know regardless of what happened, isn't Bianco? He's got that program in a position to do it. Oh, there's no question. I mean, uh, hey, Ole Miss can win a regional and super regional and get to Omaha. Mm. I mean, they can do it. They're talented. They're older. Um, you know, they're going to need a couple of arms to step forward. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, you just look at the amount of big leaguers Mike's produced there. You, you look at the, the titles they've won. Um, the guys won a lot of baseball games. And, and, you know, again, in these weekend series, you play 10 super regionals in the SEC every week. And that's why our teams have so much success in the tournament, because every weekend has the flavor of a super regional. So, yeah, Ole Miss, I'll tell you something else, Matt. I have a real, Tony Vitello's a good friend, and, that Tennessee club, everybody's sleeping on them. Mm. They have enough pitching to win a regional and a super regional and get to Omaha. I, I truly believe this. I know it sounds crazy. I think there are 10 teams that legitimately have a chance to get to Omaha uh, from our league, which I know that sounds crazy. And, of course, the way that the brackets will be matched up, we'll be forced to knock each other, you know, each other off. That's just the math of it. But, I mean, this might be one of the best years in recent history in terms of baseball in the Southeastern Conference. No doubt. Well, and I know state fans are super excited that everybody's going to get to attend and try to set those attendance records and all that for postseason play 
at Duty Noble Field. I know, I know there's all the hay's not in the barn, but it's looking that way. And it's got to be exciting for you. Y'all plan for the possibility all year long, and to see it come to fruition, it's got to be exciting for you. Yeah, you know, new ballpark, the opportunity to host a regional and, a, and hopefully a super regional. You're absolutely right. We we had the opportunity to, you know, to, it's right in the palm of our hands. And that's all we can ask. And what a great job Chris Lamonis has done. I mean, listen, did, did he inherit a, a pretty good ball club? Yes, he did. But he's had to manage a ton, and he's had to evaluate a whole crew on the fly. This guy's one of the great recruiters in the game, but what he doesn't get enough credit for, Matt, is his ability to coach and manage 18- to 22-year-olds. He's just done a brilliant job. In my opinion, he should be the coach of the year in the SEC because he has done an incredible job. John, really do appreciate the uh, time on the phone as you drive. Safe travels, and uh, the folks in Olive Branch will be looking for you here real soon. Thank you. Yes, sir, Matt. Thank you. That's John Cohen, the Athletics Director, Mississippi State. They're on the Road Dogs Tour. I mentioned, let's see, on Wednesday at 6 p.m., they'll be in Biloxi at the Golden Nugget. On Thursday morning, they'll be in New Orleans at Central City Barbecue that morning. And then on Thursday night, they will be in Dallas, Texas at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center for the Road Dogs Tour. Maybe old Dak make an appearance. I don't know. We'll see. Let me know what you think about that conversation. We'll get your phone calls and texts next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Snoopy. Back on the show, I'm Matt, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents you can deal with face-to-face, one-on-one. Somebody that you get to know personally, it's a friend, it's somebody you probably right there in your hometown have grown up with, and that's really the way it ought to be, especially in something like insurance, because Frankly, a lot of times when you have to, um, you know, cash in on that insurance, that premium you've been paying, a lot of times it's not a, it's not in the midst of a pleasant situation. Um, sometimes it can be awful. So that's why it's nice to know somebody personally. You're friends with them. They're right there in your hometown, in your community, a member of the community, just like you are, and that's who you deal with. And that's what you get at Farm Bureau. You don't get that everywhere, honestly, but you get it with Farm Bureau. This show stays connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Yesterday, my wife, the homecoming queen, said to me, hey, I was listening to your show and you got too, you got too many phone numbers. <laughs> she goes, I don't know, like, which one I'm supposed to call. I said, well, if you pay attention, one is the phone number. It's She goes, that's the Divini 
phone number. Yeah, I said, yes, that's right. Thanks for listening. And the other is a text line. She goes, I know, but you're like, you know, this, this, ESPN, and then you're like, this, that, three, seven, whatever. She's like, I'm, I'm confused. So usually when she gives me that kind of feedback, as opposed to being defensive or whatever, I try to, you know, consume it, absorb it, and think, all right, there are lots of other people that may see it the same way. I need, I might need to make a tweak in order to get this thing a little better, a little tighter, so that it's easier for everyone to understand. So let me let me try this. Would you like to call me and talk to me? Would you like your voice to be heard by hundreds of thousands of other people across the state of Mississippi on this show? at this time and at other times. Would you like to talk to me? I would love to hear from you. Grab a chair, have a seat at the table, call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. 995-1059. That's how you'll call the show. That's the phone line that John Cohen, our recent guest, was on the show. That's how he was on the show. Is he... We called him on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. You could tweet me as well. tunnel at the time. Yeah. yeah. You could tweet me as well, <laughs> at Radio Wyatt, and text. How about you don't want to call, but you would rather text. Here is that number, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. I mean, I don't know what else to do, Roger. I'm getting that uh, feeling like when somebody can't understand English and you're talking and, and you just talk louder or slower. <laughs> it's just, I don't they know. Still if... don't under, they still don't understand, right? Right. Let me use fewer words here. Call me at 995-1059. Text me at 885 885- ESPN. <laughs> That's all I got. Now what? Now what she doesn't probably think about is most people have that in their phone already, uh-huh. and so we're just kind of we're kind of rounding up the stragglers, people you know, new new friends that we found right. along the way. Because she's different. Like find. she knows. Like why would she ever call the show? Yeah. And she's not calling. If she did, it'd she be hilarious. Be we can't talk about her. She Let me just listening. tell you something, Roger. She is one of the funniest people I have ever been around. And and almost never intends to be funny. It she's you know, hilarious. I just realized something. People don't know who who the, they may not have made the connection to this. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. <laughs> That's her. That's the beauty queen. That's the homecoming queen. That's her. That's right. HQ. Good old HQ. Vicksburg girl. Yeah. She has the most unbelievable speaking voice. God given female, obviously speaking voice. And, you know, she used that talent. She was in news, local news. She was a reporter, anchor for a long time, but not anymore. And, Roger, I have encouraged her and encouraged her and said, listen, you need to be on the radio. You need to be on my show or your own show or doing a podcast. I've told her right now, she's all into the Hallmark Channel, knows everything about everything on the Hallmark Channel. And it is this. And look, (laughs) if she did a Hallmark Channel podcast it would be big and she has this kind of speaking voice that you just want to listen 
you know what? She doesn't want to do it. <laughs> nah. I'm busy. I got other stuff to do. Doesn't want to do it. We gotta we gotta somehow get her on here. There's just not enough, you know, the problem we have sometimes rounding up uh, a female voice for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot fewer of them in the business. Yeah. Well, she's maybe they're smart. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's it. She's tailor made. All right. Uh, the text line Moose Dog texted earlier when John Cohen was on the show and said, Is this the old Miss AD? Talk MSU. See, there's, there's heads a were exploding. Heads were exploding when John Cohen was on this show talking about the Ole Miss team is a good team. It is a good program. And Mike Bianco is a very good baseball coach. Heads exploding. There's a portion of every fan base out there, every one of them, who, you know, their hate goes into a level of hate for the other school, the other team, the other logo, the other, you know, name of the other school and their people. The hate goes into an entirely different level where it can't even conceive of them being a human being roger history tells you that one of the things that played a major role like in the lead up to and during for instance the civil war was both local legend um word of mouth and propaganda led both sides to believe that the people on the other side were actually not human they were just dogs, just devils, the devil personified, when in fact it was not true. <laughs> but that's what well, they did it in World War II, you know, for the against the Japanese and the Germans, the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, and part of the issue in Germany with, you know, the Nazis was, again, not only the way they talk, what they believed, but actual printed propaganda that made Jews out to be just not human. They were something other than human. They were basically the devil personified. And it fueled what things got to. And I'm telling you, don't don't mistake me for saying that anything in sports is equal to that. I'm saying it's a tinge of the same type of thing with some people and some members of every fan base that get to a point where they actually don't see the other side as fully human. <laughs> they are basically the devil personified. And that's just ridiculous. It's just silly, especially when it comes to sports. So anytime I, what I have gotten throughout my broadcast career is anytime I say anything positive about Ole Miss or one of their players or one of their coaches, there are some state people who then label me, and I am forever then categorized as someone who is not fully bulldog. <clears throat> I am someone who is um, just just less than, you know, fully holy state. Now that's very few, but there are a portion of fans, and those are just you. You really can't help those folks. You just got to let them, you know, do what they do. And every fan base has that, but it's. It's not reality is what it is. Just not reality. Here's a text during that interview from someone in Jackson that said, you need to ask Coach Cohen 
about the weight loss plan that Joe Moorhead got on because I need it. Yeah, we all need that. Have you seen any pictures or video of Coach Moorhead lately, Roger? Because he is down. He's got to be down 30 pounds or more. I mean, it may be more than that. And it's in pretty short order. I mean, we're sitting here in May. And if you go back to the end of the football season, which for him was in January, and, and some, somehow 30 pounds gone in that amount of time. Yeah, he's really slimmed down. He looks a lot more like he did when he was coaching at Fordham, for sure. Uh, Scott texted the show and said, I wonder how much Bianco paid Cohen to say all those nice things. He laid it on pretty thick, don't you think? No, I don't really think he even laid it on thick. I think he just said things that were a fact. That's what I think. Go back and listen to yesterday's show. You can hear my thoughts on it. A few more texts to get to. We'll get to those uh, as, as well. Folks listening in Jackson and Mobile, got uh, Granite Man and Tim and everybody texting the show. You can call the show, the same number that we talked to, to John Cohen on, the Divini Equipment phone, 995-1059. I'm sure Gator Greg will call us later. That's always fun. But you can get in. Phone's ringing. We'll talk to you in just a bit. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Here we go. Back in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go. With the home team. I'm Matt. I'm in here with Roger. We're all in Roger's neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Hey, Roger. Did you used to watch Mr. Roger's Neighborhood? A little bit. Sing this song. Sing this song. <laughs> no, I can't sing that. <laughs> I can't talk like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, that's okay. I have, my sweater on. I have to have my sweater on. Yeah, and change your shoes when you walk in the house? <laughs> Every time? What was that all about? Yeah, a salute to the Japanese. I, guess. <laughs> put our, I need to put do Put our that. house shoes on. Well, I mean, it's like very cleanly. But yeah, who's was he putting take... the sweater on too while he was going? Was he taking the sweater off? I don't know. Uh, it's like he he change. It's like he'd go from dress dress up sweater to knock around sweater or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The number to the Davini Equipment phone. Davini Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. They're the number one Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. In fact, they've been doing it better longer than anybody else. It's right here at home. Davini and Madison, Davini and Jackson. The Davini phone is 995-1059. Again, 995-1059. Talking about my wife. Uh, she's got a great voice. She needs to be on the radio. Granite Man said, Matt, convince her to listen more often. She'll get it eventually. Get what? The phone number? <laughs> And the text line, she told me. 
you got too many numbers. I can't. I'm like, it's only two of them. There's the Divinity phone in the text line. She's like, it's two. You got to do better. <laughs> Doing my best, babe. Uh, Moose Dog, who did not, he sarcastically texted in when I was talking with John Cohen and said, is this the old Miss AD? Um, before we go to Bradley, who's listening in Starboard, Roger, you've got the clip. This is this is what John Cohen said, kind of unprompted, really. He wanted to get back to this in the interview. Here's what he said about Mike Bianco. I, I, I know that there are probably some folks in Oxford right now who, who are not pleased because Ole Miss might not have played his, their best against us this weekend. But I'm going to tell you this. Mike Bianco is a damn good baseball coach. And he has had unprecedented success at a place that, quite frankly, didn't have a ton of success before he got there. Um, this guy can really coach. Um, I, I enjoy competing against Mike as a player and as a coach, but his teams are exceptionally well prepared. And uh, that, that guy does an outstanding job in every phase of being a baseball coach in the best league in America. So, I, you know, there's always – these issues when you lose against your, your rival, but that that guy is really good, and that is a really talented baseball team that he has. That was the the comment from uh, John Cohen. Scott said that how much did Bianco pay him to say it, and Moose Dog says, "Is this the Ole Miss AD?" And tell him to talk state. It's funny. Um, <clears throat> somebody texted in and said that their guess is that the reason. Joe Moorhead lost all that weight is because he doesn't like Southern cooking. Doubt that very seriously. Doubt it very seriously. Bradley is listening in Starkville on the Divinity Equipment phone. Hey, Bradley, what's up? How you doing? Just Brad? right. Just right. Uh, I got a interesting comparison uh, for you. You know, Mike Bianco is kind of like what Dan Mullen was for Mississippi State. You know, whenever he got there, you know, we didn't really have a coach that, that had a that could get us winning or whatever, and when he was there, he won eight or nine games. He did really well. But, I mean, it's kind of like Bianco. He does really well in the regular season, mm-hmm. not so much in the postseason. You know, well, uh, let me ask you this, there's Brad. There's a lot of comparison there. I mean, even – Well, I think, there's, I think there's probably some parallel. But let me ask you this, just for conversation's sake. What would be the parallel, the, you know, the equal accomplishment? Omaha, what's, what's the comp- – comparison to getting to Omaha to the College World Series in baseball, what is that in football? What would be that equal, that parallel, that comparison in football? Uh, Dan Mullen got us bowl games. He was really, really good at doing that. Mm. You know, um, you know, he's, and like I said, Bianco was really good at, at doing really well in the regular season of the of baseball season. Uh, so I guess that's where I'm drawing more the comparison is that Dan Mullen could get us bowling. But, you know, a, he was going to win eight or nine games every year without Phil. <laughs> yeah. So it seems. Mm-hmm. He did have a couple of bad years, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, Dan was pretty consistent when he was at State. But my Matt Banco, he can win baseball games. He can. He can win a lot of them. Um, but for whatever reason in the postseason, you know, uh, he has issues. Mm-hmm. No. That's a really good thought, Bradley. Good call. Appreciate you listening, man. Call me anytime, okay? Well, yeah. Y'all take it easy. You too. You know, it is interesting to think about that because you go, okay, 
You get to the College World Series in Omaha. There are eight teams there. Isn't that right? Yeah. Isn't that right? There's eight teams in Omaha. Yeah. You get eight super regionals. So you get eight teams in Omaha. What's the equivalent? What's the football equivalent to that? Because naturally, like my first thing is to go, well, that's a college football playoff. It means you're in this playoff format where, you know, you within your sport, you're now in the realm of you just have to win a couple of the right games and you're the national champion. But there's four teams in the playoff in football, and there's eight teams in the playoff in Omaha in baseball. Problem is, before Omaha, you had 60-something teams that started off in this actual playoff in baseball. So it's yeah, I don't I don't think it's apples and apples, obviously. It's a little different. But if somebody were to go, okay, well, Omaha, eight teams in the College World Series, the final eight, that's like in college football getting into the New Year's six. Is that right? That's kind of what that's like, getting into the New Year's six. I mean you could say that even though the teams that are outside of the top four have no shot at the national title. See, to me, it's college football playoff. Because football is different. And you don't have all that. And you have so many more teams. that Yeah, Moose Dog, it just texts the show and says he's got 299 schools play baseball. You don't have that many playing football. So it's pretty equal. Eight teams make it to the final playoff with a chance to win the national championship in baseball. Four teams make it to the final championship with a chance to win the title in football. And so that's the equal. So in 19 years at Ole Miss, Bianco has has had Ole Miss in Omaha with a chance to win a national championship. In nine years at Mississippi State, Mullen never got him into the playoff in football. Now, he did get them to that one New Year's Six, and that was against Georgia Tech and got run out of town down there in the Orange Bowl. Georgia Tech just ran them out of there. It was an exciting game, kind of high scoring. But we're never in the playoff. So Mullen, shorter period of time, nine years, no college football playoff. Bianco, longer period of time, 19 years, got him into Omaha. See, and that's what Walton said. Walton said Omaha is a New Year's Six Bowl. But, but the problem with that thinking, though, Walton, is that there are fewer teams playing football, and if you're just New Year's Six, like when Ole Miss was in the Peach and when State was in the Orange or whatever, the Sugar Bowl, you can win that. That's great, but you still have no shot at a national championship. You can score 170 points in the Sugar Bowl. They're still not going to give you the national title. Whereas if you're in Omaha, you could win the whole thing. So, I mean, I think the comparison that Bradley makes may carry some water there, but still you're talking about a guy who at a place who has no baseball history at all, none, has built the program from the ground up to one of the top five highest attendance every year in the country hosting in the postseason every year and has been to the playoff essentially that gives you a chance at a national title he's been there hour two coming up stick around
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 